those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and we're joined all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. I assume it's Auckland, is Andre Heimgartner. Welcome to the show. Thanks, good to be on. Fantastic to have you there. There are so many things exciting happening in your life. It's been a very, uh, very eventful sort of, I imagine, probably a month for the fact that, uh, A, you, you got a new teammate, um, Rick uh, called uh, Time and on his career, got a new teammate, uh, a new engineer joining the pack, and uh, now you've got the New Zealand Grand Prix coming up, which is uh, quite extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. There's um, all sorts of stuff happening, as you said. And um, yeah, where to start? You know, first off, we've got the New Zealand Grand Prix. So um, that's this weekend, actually, at Hampton Downs. So for me, it's actually something pretty awesome. It's it's um, something that growing up in New Zealand, you always wanted to do. You know, I watched it all the way through my young years when I was in New Zealand. And obviously, when I was in Australia, I kept tabs on it. So to finally be able to actually race in that race is a bit of a bucket list thing. I've always sort of inquired on you know, how we can make it possible, but it's pretty cool we're able to get that done. And then obviously over in Australia, I'll be heading straight over after the Grand Prix to get my teeth into there. New team, um, new investors, um, new engineers, as you mentioned, new teammate. So yeah, there's going to be a lot to sort out when we get back, but it's all very positive and heading in the right direction. Tell me, um, one thing, of course, that many Australians wouldn't be aware of is your open wheel career, because you, in fact, started racing when you were 12 years old. Now, that's only 14 years ago. Yeah, well, it seems like a long time ago for me, but um, yeah, well, it's... Well, it is, well, it's more than half your life, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but in New Zealand, obviously, we're very lucky, so we can start racing when we were very young and I think that has a lot to do with you know why we produce so many good drivers but yeah when I was 12 I was on big national circuits racing Formula V's which are open wheelers or Formula First they call them and um, then went to Formula Ford and won um, two or three championships over here and that um, and then we had to really make the choice so it was either go to Formula Toyota which we you know we could probably afford to do at the time but then past that you know you have to hand out millions to go race, you know, GP3, GP2, stuff like that. And we just didn't have the backing behind us to sustain that for more than one year. So it was, um, yeah, not really an ideal thing for us. And we, we went and chose the uh, saloon car path, which is a bit upsetting because they missed out on the whole TRS thing, which is, you know, a bit of a thing in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the, the history I went. And I did one Formula 3 race in Australia um, just to learn the track down. Um and stuff like that. So yeah, very inexperienced and open wheelers, uh, slicks and wins. But um, yeah, every time I hop back in one, um, just for a test day or something, it, it brings back all the old memories, you know, of, of uh, racing, you know, wheel to wheel on those things. So really looking forward to sort of a bit of a flashback, um, you know, this weekend. You do know the Hampton Downs track because you raced very successfully in uh, Super Tours and before that New Zealand V8s. And you've also been doing as recently as last year, you were doing New Zealand V8, is that correct? Yeah, yep. So I won the championship the last two years, I think. I think or, yep. yeah, something like that. So, um, 
yeah, but that's on the short track. So we're actually racing on the international track, which is a bit of a interesting one because I've never driven it. So I hear it's only a few more corners, so I'm sure I'll get my head wrapped around it. But um, yeah, it's an amazing facility. Obviously, what the Quins have done with it um, is you know next level. So really looking forward to racing there in open wheeler. Have you been on the track in the TRS yet? Yeah, so I had one test day. It was at the end of last year. Um, did about 100 lap, laps, which was pretty awesome. So I managed to get myself comfortable. Easy? Yeah, in the FT60, so it was only in the test car, so not in my actual car I'll be racing, but it gave me a good idea of what to expect, you know, come this weekend. Who's running your car? Um, so my car this weekend will probably be under the pitch, um, sorry, the Giles um, banner. Yeah, Stephen Giles, I've worked with him a lot in the past, or a wee bit over in Australia in Formula 4, I did a couple of rounds of him there, and obviously seen him a lot around, you know, touring car racing and GT racing stuff, and I, I, I you know, I really think he's, one of the best operators. So really excited to sort of team up with him again. And, um, you know, we both want to win the New Zealand Grand Prix, so we just have to uh, yeah, put our heads down and try and do that. And, of course, he comes from McLaren Formula 1 some years ago and been running in TRS for at least five or six years. So he uh, has great credentials. Now, there's one final thing we should just mention about your open-wheel career, and that is that I believe you still hold the record as the youngest ever Formula Ford national winner in the world. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, what um, if I still hold it or or what's happened since then. But yeah, it was pretty cool at the time. Obviously, very young, 15 years old. But um, the kids now, mate, they're getting younger and younger. I feel like a granddad now. So they're starting to, you know, <laughs> win championships when I'm when they're bloody 14 or just out of the womb. So um, yeah, for the time and um, you know, at the time, it was pretty cool to sort of get that that um, you know tag, I guess. One thing, of course, that what happened to you early in your racing career in Australia, and, of course, you've done both um, the main series in the V8s as well as Carrera Cup, but one of the things that happened to you was that uh, you became the probably the first of the Paul Morris protégés. He mentored mm. you for a number of years, didn't he? Yeah, so Paul helped me out a lot in my early career when we – First gone to Super Tours, um, we linked up with him over there um, through when I was racing DVS with um, Finance Easy. So I linked up with him there. He helped me a lot in my earlier days, um, sorting out and navigating the, that part of your career can be pretty tricky and just finding out the little bits on how to drive um, and, and sort of, I think his, his mentality has installed in me a little bit just with certain things, which I think is very good. There's a lot of good things to take away. So um, yeah, definitely, um, you know, Tim Slade was the one before that. Um, and then me, and then now it's sort of, uh, that's the fashion now to go to him. So <laughs> we uh, set the way, and obviously as Anton since then and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, um, you know, back in the day, I look at some of all, all the photos in my in my computer of um, being at his place, and, you know, I was only a freckly little kid, and, um, yeah, we've all come a long way since then. I think a lot of people would like to know, what does a mentor like Paul do for a driver? Well, basically, they just call them on their shit. <laughs> so, um yeah, as a driver, you, you know, sometimes get wrapped up in your own your own stuff and tend to make excuses for things, I guess, and um, don't seem to be as critical about your own performance, I guess, as you could. And someone with that experience can look at what you've done or, you know, how you're driving the car with an unbiased way, I guess, and tell you what you need to do in your driving style and how you race to improve and to move forward. So, um, yeah, he's, he's very good. Um, I believe he was taught a lot by Wayne Gardner as well back in the day. So he was, um, you know, obviously a master behind the wheel um, and, you know, Paul's transferred some of that knowledge onto us. So, 
yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty good. All the basics, I think one of the main things is just getting back to the basics and understanding, how, so how do I drive a car fast? What's involved with driving a car fast? We talked about Hampton Downs. Still a chance supercars could go to Hampton Downs. What would you think of getting your uh, Ned's or Ned Whiskey uh, Mustang onto that circuit? Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. It's, it's something that all of us New Zealanders have wanted, so... We've wanted two New Zealand races. It sort of makes sense. We come all the way here just for one round. Seems a bit silly. So, um, yeah, I think it would be very positive. I think Tony Quinn would get right behind it as well. So um, it would be an amazing event. You showed last year with the Kelly Mustang a great amount of speed and consistency. Um, it must be very refreshing to have uh, another brain in Alistair McVean as well as Dave Reynolds coming alongside you. I'm not trying to discount Rick at all, but just having that fresh look at the car is probably going to um, add a, a fair bit to your uh, information source to uh, to get more speed out of it. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, Rick brought a, a vast amount of experience and, and so does his engineer. But, um, you know, Alistair and David Reynolds, they've been proven winners in the recent years. So to sort of understand what made them go so well, I guess, and see if we can transfer some of that into our cars. And already they've had some big suggestions on what we should do better, what you know areas we need to focus on and stuff like that. So there's definitely been a lot of value taken out of that. Um, me personally, I'll, I'll miss having Rick in the, in the trailer and stuff like that. We uh, almost had a bit of a bromance going for a few years there. So it's, you know, to think he's not going to be there, you know, talking shit and um, winding up, we're not going to be able to wind him up and, and play tricks on them is a bit upsetting, but um, I'm sure, uh, you know, Dave will be a good sport and he's good for the morale as well. So, yeah, overall, I think it's, um, you know, it's very positive. And if I had to pick a teammate that I wanted to be my teammate, I would have picked him. One of the standout things about Kelly Racing last year was the job that Rick and the team did in going on the road. Um, and Todd has learned an enormous amount in the last few years in communicating that, the videos he was doing, showing the team on the road. You must have been very encouraged in being in the, uh, that environment. It, it, you know, it would have been tremendous to have the commitment that was shown by those those guys. Yeah, for sure. It, it was very tough last year. Um, obviously, the amount of time we had to spend away was outrageous and the, the commitment that was asked from everyone was you know, above and beyond what you'd normally expect from a job like that. So for them to all do that and, you know, for, for Todd, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. You know, a lot of people would think, you know, you think certain things about different people, which you have a perception of. And I think he busted open a lot of people's perception of him and the team and how hard he's personally willing to work to make it all work and, and everyone else in that matter as well. So I think it has been quite good. It's, it's given everyone an inside view of the team, which a lot of people didn't understand, you know, how, how things worked, how things got put together, the processes behind it. So Todd's done an amazing job in explaining that. One of the things that happened last year was there are a couple of occasions where you had some engine problems, not major glitches, not failures, but some glitches. Have they sort of been able to get on top of that? Do you feel encouraged for the new season? Yeah, I feel, you know, we were always on the run last year and we had a brand new engine and We'd never run a Ford engine before, and it was based off old Stone Brothers one, um, you know, loosely based, <laughs> um, just to give us an idea where to go. So the amount of um, issues we had was very minimal, uh, in fact. So um, we had a, a few issues at Townsville and a couple at some others, but I, overall speaking, um, I was very surprised. My engine at the end, I think, did, uh, you know, nearly a thousand k's over what we would normally run them 
you know, the distance we've run them for. So amazing durability. Um, and I think that's also a credit to the category for what they've done to reduce the, the horsepower and to make the longevity of the motors better. Engineering-wise, um, who's looking after you this year then? So this year will still be Dylan. So this is our fifth or oh, okay. sixth yeah. Yeah, fifth year working together. So we have a good relationship. We, we feel it works. Um, you know, we, we're able to perform um, when it's needed. So, yeah, I feel like there's no need to really change it. You have got an interesting situation where last year, it's safe to say in a lot of areas you were playing catch-up because the end of one season, the start of a new season with uh, going from Nissans to Mustangs, just every time it was new, every time it was uh, an experience where you had to learn something different. Do you have a lot of confidence this year having to been to some of the tracks twice in two weeks and, and more development on the car? that this year you're going to be, you know, a serious contender for the championship? Um, it's an interesting one. Our main problem last year was, uh, amongst many things, was not being able to go back to the workshop and have the time to analyse the data and, and do it in a manner that we needed to do. So everything was a bit rushed. We, we didn't have time to develop little things that we wanted to do. Um, so we sort of went week into week in. Um, you know, trying to figure out where I guess that window was. And we thought we thought we found it when we were on, on pole and then we rocked up basically with a very similar setup to the next round. And, you know, the thing wouldn't move out of its own way, its own way <laughs> going around the track. So, um, yeah, it was pretty frustrating as far as that went. And the whole season we really struggled to find one window that particularly worked um, at different tracks. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say this year that's where it's going to help. Obviously, having Alistair on board, they've got a good understanding of what works on street tracks. We were very good on fast tracks. They are very good on um, the slower towns or street tracks. So hopefully, we can combine that and um, come together. You know, and, and you know, cross share our knowledge and come up with something good. Did you find the changes in data last year helped or hindered your campaign? For us, I don't think it really hindered us too much. Um, you know, my, my engineer, obviously, he would, might say different to, to uh, for the knowledge that he had to make changes, I guess, was not as much. But for me, as, as far as a driving perspective went, nothing really changed at all. I had um, all the sensors that we normally use for my driver stuff. Um, so, yeah, for me, it, it wasn't too bad. Now, you'd probably know Stephen and Brenton Grove through GT racing. Would that be correct? Yeah, so it's quite a funny story. Back in 2012, when I was racing Career Cup, um, I actually helped him out in da- with the data, and um, at the end of the year, I actually swapped him my iPhone for um, uh, the hard drive with my data on it because back then I didn't have a phone, and they had one they they weren't using or something. So we did a deal, and um, yeah, so that's sort of where it stemmed from. So it's quite cool now that they've been involved in the team, and um, that we're going to have a relationship going forward. Yeah, well, it certainly is. Uh, you've uh, you haven't met with them now because obviously uh, you're in New Zealand. Um, when did you last see them? Uh, probably I last saw Brenton a year ago or so, so I've sort of seen them around the tracks. Oh, okay. Well, yes, obviously that's karma, isn't it, for you? You know, that uh, um, he he and, uh, and Stephen will now, of course, be uh, involved heavily in your racing. I understand they're going to be attending most ra- most of the races. Well, that's why you never burn your bridges, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you indeed, indeed not. Yeah. Well, you must be very encouraged uh, that 2021 could well be your year. I mean... Uh, You've got a great field to race against and the likes of Shane and Earl and Chris and so many of them over there to, to have this weekend as a tune-up before you come back to uh, Australia. Now, you've got a test day beforehand at Sydney Motorsport Park, haven't you? Um, yeah, if that's allowed, if we're uh, 
haven't got any COVID cases or stuff like that, so we'll wait and see. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. New Zealand Grand Prix is a good warm up, as you said. So that's a lot of running over that whole weekend. So I'll be pretty tuned up come you know the test day and the first round. I, I did the whole five rounds last year with Braun Beasley, travel with him and his team last year. And um, I'd wanted to do it for many years. And I was so glad, obviously, to get the opportunity. Um, it's, uh, it's a fantastic series. And the way in which Toyota um, and Nicholas Calliol, the way they've set it up is really fantastic. You know, the, the way the teams travel, uh, you know, they don't have to worry about transporting the, the cars or the equipment. It's all done. And delivered. It's just tremendous the way it's worked, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good category. They've been doing it for so long, obviously, I think 2006 or 2004 or whatever was their first year. So I've had a long time to, to perfect it. Um, and yeah, as I, as I said before, it's really a bucket thing to tick off. Every race driver I've never ever known has always had an expectation that we're going into this to win. Um, given that you're in a touring car category uh, back here in Australia next year, or this year rather, um, what would your belief be? I mean, I certainly think I'd be putting you on the podium, if not a top step, a couple of times through the year. Is that the way you sort of see the year going? Yeah, well, as far as the win goes, um, it's only a matter of time until that, that happens. And, um, you know, I don't have any doubt as far as that goes. But I'm not necessarily focusing on the end result. I'm more focusing on what we can do to um, improve ourselves and step forward. And there's a, there's a clear path to what we need to do so it's just about executing that and the results will come I have no doubt that we'll be winning races and being on poles in the next couple of years it's just being patient and um, we knew moving to the, the Ford and what happened last year and the people that we had to let go um, due to the whole COVID thing that it was going to be a bit of a rebuild phase and just you know trying to get everything together so um, yeah I think it's definitely going to be that for this year we've got new investors we've got Everyone's keen to move forward. We've got new driver, new engineers. Everything's gun, gun-ho, I guess, for the next couple of years. So, um, yeah, I will just wait and see and, um, yeah, hope the results come. You're obviously going to have all the tools you need to do the job. Um, you've driven Commodores and Nissans and, and now Ford. Um, you have enjoyed that path you've been on. You know, the Nissan obviously was a very different tool to the other ones you've driven. Um, yeah. Now you're in... This is the best car you've driven in the category? Yeah, for sure. I think I would have liked to come in, you know, with a car that could have won like a lot of people, um, you know, have. They've gone into a good team with a, the car that could have won and had, you know, two solid years to get their stuff together. My story has been quite a bit different to that. Obviously, been in and out of the category and really struggled to get myself into a car that can win. The Nissan was pretty strong, but of course, you know, it had its clear, its clear flaws and then, Last year, we thought we had a car that could win, and then the whole COVID thing happened, and that impacted our whole ability to, to put our best foot forward. So, um, yeah, I think this will definitely be the, be the best chance. Um, you know, they're, they're running out of excuses, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, definitely the car this year will be good. The team, obviously, a step forward on what we've ever had. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's no reason, I guess, why we can't do well. I imagine you'll be flying back next week uh, to Australia. Yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> What, what procedures do you have to go at this stage to uh, come from New Zealand to Australia? Um, so at the moment, you can go um, to Australia without doing quarantine. So that's pretty good if you're going to Melbourne or Sydney. So I'll be going straight to Melbourne. I've got an apartment that I've rented and stuff. So we'll be moving all my, I'll be moving all my stuff into there and then going to the team throughout that. And we've actually got a ride down the 3rd um, of February and then the test day and all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be a really condensed time, but... 
I'm actually really excited now to get back, to get amongst it, um, you know, get to know the Groves and how they want to operate a bit more and, um, yeah, get stuck into it. And that ride day is at Winton? Uh, it's at Phillip Island, I think. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty oh, it's even, even better for getting ready for Bathurst. Yeah, exactly. And flying. You know, we obviously wish you a great amount of luck this week. And I'm sure you've got all the skills on board to to have that uh, success there. But uh, enjoy it all. Um, you might not be getting back there for a little while, but uh, at this stage you'd be planning to be back in New Zealand some stage late in the year? Yeah, well, I normally do some racing with Hamilton Asphalt's, um, a personal sponsor here and a good friend, um, some endurance racing. So normally we do about three or four of them a year. So ideally I'd come back for that, but we'll just have to wait and see what the whole deal is with quarantine and stuff like that. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Inside Supercars. Andre Allengartner, we wish you all the very best in New Zealand Grand Prix and the 2021 Repco Supercars Championship you know, with your new team at NED and the uh, Kelly Groves Racing. Perfect. Thank you. Exciting times. Enjoy it all. Thanks for listening to Inside Supercars. Craig Gravel and Tony Whitlock. And next week, we've got a wonderful interview with Jason Wright. Well, I think it was wonderful because I enjoyed it enormously hearing the story of his life, career, and what he's up to now. Thank you for joining us Inside Supercars. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more, or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.